to God. Thank you, Jesus. I welcome us this day to another edition of Faith for Dominion, and I'm very sure that uh, God is ready to bless us again today. I welcome all our viewers from different parts of the world, and I believe very strongly that God is here to bless you. Whether you're watching me live or you will watch this broadcast later, I welcome you to Dominion Studios. And I'm very sure that the word of God is going to come to you definitely today. Shall we pray? Our Father in heaven, we thank you for bringing us again together to learn at your feet today. It is time for your word. Speak your word to your people and let our lives be transformed. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. I welcome us today once again, and I'll just go straight into the teaching of today. I know many of us already know Dominion Voice Christian Outreach. We meet like this every Wednesday to look into God's Word on Faithful Dominion. And we meet every fourth Saturday of the month. The, the address is being scrolled on the screen. Please take the liberty to, to note the address if you're in Edmonton to join us. And for adventure, you still live, you're, you're in Edmonton or you want, you want to join us in prayer, we pray every, every evening, just for 15 minutes, between the hour of 9 and 9.15. The, 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 the teleconference line is also, being, is also being scrolled. You can note that time. And just call in. You will see, you will definitely meet people praying and standing in the gap, even praying for people. And uh, for adventure, you need more resources, please visit dominionvoice.com. You can get all these resources and every other thing that we are teaching here, please, you can get that. And then we pray on every last Saturday of the month, between the hour of 9 to 10, 9 to 10, just for one hour. Um, the link will be sent to you upon request. So you can visit dominionvoiceoutreach at gmail.com. Just send a request that we should send you the link so that you can get the link for the Zoom and then you can join in the prayer. It's always a wonderful time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I welcome us again. Amen. I'm so excited to come to your home and even to come to you today to share God's word. And I believe this word has been blessing you. And if adventure you have testimonies, please feel free to send them in. It's um, Feel free to send them in. Or you have questions or prayer points, send them in. We will definitely visit it. And you can be very sure God is going to bless you. Amen. Last week, we started a t the, the topic, Corresponding Action Activates Faith corresponding action activates faith and we said last week briefly that faith is a dynamite faith is like a bomb is a dynamite it's it's like a bullet which stays on its own until action is action is put to it that is when it becomes explosive we're able to establish last week also that it is your action that demonstrates that indeed whether you are believing or unbelieving whether you have faith or not why? Because your corresponding action to the faith that you have, the action you put that corresponds is what shows and reflects your faith. And that faith can be seen. So I'm not going to go through everything like we said last week for want of time. But I want you to visit, um, visit the Facebook, Instagram or YouTube for the program of last week. Please listen to it. That's when you can get the full message. We stopped last week when we were analyzing the scripture in Mark chapter 2. And that's where I'm going to take it off from. Mark chapter 2, verse 2 to 15. Mark 2, 2 to 15. And uh, I read to us again. It says, that is the NLT. Soon, the house where they were staying was so packed 
with visitors, then there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived, carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above, their, above his head. Then they lowered, down, they lowered the man down on his mat, right down in front of Jesus. Now, seeing your faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sin are forgiven. My child, your sin are forgiven. That's verse 5, very loaded. He says, seeing their faith, that is, faith can be seen. And the way faith can be seen is the corresponding action that goes along with the faith. Faith is, can be seen. Until your faith is seen, you cannot have the desired result. Until there is a corresponding action that goes with your faith, you cannot have the desired result that God desires for you. So now there were some key things that I want us to look at in this scripture, in this Mark 2, 2-5. Number one, the Bible says here, see, there was no more room, not even outside the door. That is, there was so much crowd, there were so much people that was available there that they could not access Jesus. Now, this can be literally translated in our days, that there are obstacles, there are hindrances to you achieving what you want to achieve. There will be obstacles to you achieving and for you to access Jesus. There will always be obstacles, friends. There will always be crowd. There will always be crowd in the room and outside. And I said, listen, no matter what you God has told you to do, there are some people who are already doing it. The only thing is that you are being commissioned possibly to do something that is just slightly different from what God has told others to do. Now, if you look at the obstacles, if you look at the crowd, if you look at the people that are surrounding this and the obstacles, you may say, oh, it is not possible for me to do it. It's not possible for me to start that business. Why? Because there are so many competitions. It's not possible for you to, to, to answer God's call over your life. Why? Because there are so many churches around and there are so many ministries. You have to know that there is no single church or single ministry that is sent to everybody. Every church and ministry is sent to a specific people. And every church and, vision and ministry has its own vision that is sent to some people. So you have to know who God has sent you to. And you must not be intimidated. You must not be intimidated by the people who are there already. Because when you arrive, there will be room that will be made for you. That's number one. Then number two is, they will have the, this man who was paralyzed. He couldn't walk. He needed four men. And these four men could have been discouraged. I believe this man would have pleaded with them, please don't be discouraged. Don't leave me here. Let's find a solution to this. Let's not take a no for an answer. He must have pleaded with them. And because of the love they have for this man, they have to carry him. I, I know carrying him to the roof, to the rooftop, is not something that they desire. It's not something that they would want. But they had to carry him. They had to carry him. It was not convenient. It was not easy. But they had to carry him. Four men had to carry him. Entrances were there. The crowd were there. Those that wanted to stand against the dreams were there. Then number three, another thing is that these five people, including the man on the mat, had what we call violent faith. They were not ready to take a no for an answer. 
the roof was sealed. They burst the roof and they lowered the man down. Remember what the scripture says. Said that they, there was no more room in the in on the inside of the room. But when the people who crowded the place saw this man coming from the roof, even people who were standing before Jordan to move back, they had to create room for him. I pray for you today. Whatever God has told you to do, I pray that room will be created for you in the name of Jesus. Whether you are looking for a business to do or anything God has told you to do and your place looks congested, I pray for you in the name that is above every other name. When you arrive, room will be created for you in Jesus' name. When this man came down, the people had to create room for him. Otherwise, he would have landed on their head. They created room for him. And the Bible says, when they lowered him right in front of Jesus. Now, note something here. They had to bypass of the obstacle. I would say that was a miracle of acceleration. He had to jump the queue. He had to jump the crowd. God took him above all the crowd and he landed right in front of you. And when the Bible says, when Jesus Christ saw their faith, his faith can be seen. When he saw the action that demonstrated their faith, he said, Son, listen to me. He said to the paralyzed man, Your sins are forgiven. Get up. And the man was healed at that very time. Now, you may say, Well, that is a man. What of being a woman? There is another woman that Jesus Christ saw the faith. Now, listen to me carefully. When God sees the action that backs up your faith, he cannot deny you. It is not possible. He cannot ignore you. He cannot deny you. Why? Because he is a God that is moved by faith. The Bible says that God takes pleasure. He is pleased with us when we walk by faith. He is pleased with us. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. That is, when we walk by faith, we are pleasing to God. God is excited. He is happy to do those things that we want, that we desire, as long as he can see the faith. He cannot see, he cannot see faith and ignore it. Two things that I know that God cannot ignore. Two, he cannot ignore mercy and he cannot ignore faith. He cannot ignore mercy and faith. So when he, whenever you walk by faith, and you, there is an action of faith, he cannot ignore you. I want us to look at another example in the scripture. This is a woman that has been tagged with her problem. And I don't know, but adventure you have been tagged with your challenge. But adventure you have been tagged with the problem. When you arrive, you say, oh, that brother, that brother with a single cloth. Or, don't you know that sister, that sister with a particular heart. Why? Because that is the one that you have been using over and over again. Was oh that brother, that brother with the gray suit or with the brown suit. Why? Because they've known you as a person that has only one suit. Don't bother yourself. Don't bother yourself, beloved. You just trust God. You just continue to walk by faith. All, all those things will change. Anything you can see is always transient. It's only the things that you cannot see that are permanent. So that situation you are going through that is most embarrassing to you, don't worry. Don't worry. You are not the first one that will have it and you will have your testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Now look at the scripture in Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 verse 20 to 22. I am going to read this example to us. Another text, another case study. This woman was already tacked with her problem. They already tacked her because she has been in that case for many years. So they had to use it to describe her. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 to 22, it reads, it says, Just then a woman 
who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. He touched the friends of his robe for she thought, in herself, she thought, if I can just touch his robe, I would, I will be healed. Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, daughter, your, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith, not Jesus' faith, not any other person's faith, your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. Now, what happened here? Many of us, when we read this, ah, the woman with the issue of blood. Even up to 2021, I'm to this now. When preachers preach, we still describe her with the problem. But you know what? We describe her with the problem she had before she got the healing. That woman died without the issue of blood. She grew and died without the issue of blood. So anytime they're going to describe, say, oh, you know that woman that used to have an issue of blood, but she was healed by Jesus. It was her faith that made her hope. Now, let's look at this, the case of this woman. Let me paint the picture of it. This is a woman that was bleeding. It was bleeding. And I want to imagine nowadays, the woman will consistently be using pad all the days of her life, consistent bleeding. I imagine for 12 years, I imagine how much she must have invested in that. And then this woman began to press close she heard of Jesus. Her faith rose. And then she acted. A corresponding action followed her faith. She just didn't say, well, there are so much crowds there. So many people. They, I can't really get there. Oh, Lord. Oh, there is nobody to carry me. And she was bleeding anyway. And everybody knew her. But the woman did not care. As she, she continued to press on. She went through the crowd. The Bible says she said in herself, she said in herself that if only I can touch the fringe of his robe, which is the hem of the garment, that is just the just one tiny part, which says gives me another thing that the body and the, the clothing of Jesus even carried power. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I will be made whole. And she pressed on. I want to share this testimony just with us. Briefly, you know, just about two, I think about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I met a lady who I just, um, I, um, she, I, I saw a baby and I was trying to play with the kid. And I, as I was trying, as I was playing with the, with the baby, she now said, Pastor, you know what? He said, you, he said that child, that baby is your baby. I looked and said, what do you mean, Pastor, that baby is my baby? She said, I've been trusting God for the, for the fruits of the womb. And one of the videos, we were having a video, she said, it was pretty cold. And if you live in Canada, you understand that Canada could be extremely cold. You know, she said she was cold, and that day I didn't come with my jacket. And I think I, I, I came to church with my jacket, and I looked at her, and I removed my jacket, and I gave it to her, and she wore it. And she said something that day. She said, when she, that she was telling me, she said, when I took the jacket and I wore it, and I prayed, I said, Lord, this jacket I'm wearing belongs to a man of God. Please, Lord, answer me. And according to what she said, that very month she took him. Now, listen to me carefully. It is not my faith that is what has, that was, because I didn't even know. Just when I was playing with the baby, that she shared that testimony with me. And I began to think, now, it was not my faith. It was not anybody's faith. But she just connected with anything that has to do with the man. Because I'm connecting with this. So that very month she took him. Now, 
the issue here is even materials from from Jesus can do miracles. Things that you can build as a point of contact can do miracles. Anchor chips can do miracles. If only your faith is at work. The woman said to herself, if I can only touch the hem of this garment. The other was not aware. But immediately that woman touched the hem of the garment of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ stood and said, hey, somebody touched me. Another version of the scripture say, somebody touched me. And she looked back. And Jesus Christ said, somebody touched me. Everybody would have thought, what is Jesus Christ talking about here? There are so many people choking on you, people touching you here and there. But he said, somebody touched me, and then he looked, and he saw this woman. He knew. He said, woman, your faith has made you well. Not Jesus' faith. Not anybody's faith. We've had testimonies of men of God who sit in a particular place, and some people are trusting God for something, and they go sit there and they contact it. It has nothing to do with anybody. It has to do with their own faith. Their own faith. Your faith, God cannot ignore faith, beloved. God cannot ignore faith. Are you, is he telling you to start a business or telling you to start one thing or the other? Listen, if you will only start, step out in faith, he will honor, he will honor your faith. He will honor your faith. He will honor your faith. He cannot deny it. He can't deny it. He can't deny it. The faith of Jesus. No, no, I said something. I said God cannot ignore two things. He cannot ignore the cry of mercy and the cry of faith. And when God decides to show a lot of us who don't even walk by faith, he decides to show us mercy. Like the man he met at the pool, at the pool of Bethsaida. He said to the man, he said, get up. The man said, well, I don't have nobody. Just like the four men. Those four men, um, those, that man that was paralyzed, just like he was paralyzed, he had four people who carried him. So he had men. So in his own he said, I don't have any man to put me in the pool. When the pool is steered, I don't have any man. Just get to forget it. I am the resurrection and the life is standing before you. So get up and be healed. And immediately receive strength. It was the mercy of God. That man did not have faith, but the mercy of God located him. Another example, blind Babatimius. He cried out, Jesus Christ, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. But Jesus Christ stood still. The same people told him to keep quiet were the same people who brought him to Jesus. So, mercy. But you know one thing about mercy? Mercy is at the discretion of the sovereignty of God. But faith is at your own discretion. The Bible says, Jesus Christ said that God said, said I will have mercy on whom I choose to have mercy upon. When it comes to the issue of mercy, mercy is at the discretion of God. But faith, you, have, you can do something to change your position. And that is what I'm telling you today. You can do something to change your position. Don't live on the platform of mercy alone. Mercy is good. I pray for mercy. We all pray for mercy. But I want us to act by faith so that we can change our position. Blind Matthias got his own miracle by mercy. That man at the pool, at the pool said that God is own by mercy. But these people that we have looked at, they got theirs by working it out on the platform of their faith. In God. So this woman got a miracle through her faith, her corresponding action in faith. Now I want to quickly share with us what are the enemies of faith? What are the enemies of faith? We have seen that corresponding action will always bring results when we act by faith. And I want every one of us to please bear in mind that your corresponding action can be seen. And that is what demonstrates your faith. Do you want to be healed? Please, 
cut the word of God and begin to act as though you are healed. Begin to put a corresponding action to it. Even if your body is still not getting it, get up and drag yourself to it. it. Do you trust God for a job? Your corresponding action must show it. Do your CV. Do it properly. Do your resume properly well. Distribute it out. Check your mails from time to time. Make sure you're with your phone. Expectant that you're going to receive a call. Don't leave your phone on. Uh, don't leave your phone on silence or leave your phone carelessly. After you have applied and your phone number is on that resume, go around with your phone. Expectant. When you hear a call, check it. Oh, is that it? Because you are expecting. As you expect it, you will pull it to yourself. Are you trusting God for a financial breakthrough? And God has given you ideas. Listen, money cannot stop you from fulfilling the mandate of God over your life. You just have to have the idea. Once you have the idea, pray to God and then start talking to people. I have this. Not just anybody. Not just any random person. Look at people who can help you. Look at right about three or four people, four names, who you know they have the money that you trust in God for, who can partner with you. And let's start talking to people, share the idea, share the idea. Or if you are working, you want to be an entrepreneur one day, when you start saving towards you starting your own business, that is an action of faith. That is, I am saving so that one day I will have the seed money to be able to start what God or what I want to do ultimately. The fear may be there for you to step out, but you don't allow that fear to take you off. Don't allow it. So don't allow it. Anything that you are trusting God for, get the word of God, hold on to it, and then begin to correspondently act on it. Now I said I was going to share on the enemies of faith. What are the enemies of faith? I have about five enemies that will be sharing with us. But I know I will share maybe one or two today, and then I will conclude possibly next week. Number one, enemy of faith is ignorance. Ignorance of God's word. Ignorance of God's promises. If you do not know God's word and you are ignorant of it, you cannot have faith in it. You can't have faith. That is why I tell people, I, I share a lot, say, please, let's all depend on God's word. It's the word of God that you know and act upon that brings faith. If you are ignorant that there is a provision for you on the, that by the truth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that your healing has been taken care of, you will always begin to live as in sickness. It is not desire of God for you, anyone to live in sickness. No, no, no. God wants everyone to be healthy. Don't John 2. Say, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. God wants you to be in health. God does not want us to live by being healed. No. The Bible says in James, it said, Is anyone sick among you? Let him call upon the elders. Let them pray for him. For the prayer of faith, prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if he has committed any sin, he shall be forgiven. The prayer of faith. Prayer of faith. But desire of God is for every one of us to be in health. That is, you know, somebody who is healthy does not need to be healed. That is the way where God wants us to dwell. That's the realm God wants us to dwell. So, if you are ignorant of the promises of God, the devil will cheat you. So, the one number one enemy of faith is ignorance. Ignorance of God's word. Ignorance of God's provision for abundance. 
The Bible says, then I was young, now I'm old. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed beg for bread. If you are ignorant of this, you will be begging for bread. You will not know there is provision for you. If you are ignorant that Jesus Christ paid a price for prosperity, you will be living as a poor person. For the fact that you are poor today does not mean you should stay poor. You have to fight it and hold on to God's word. What is the word of God saying concerning your prosperity? He said, now we know the grace that is in Christ Jesus, that even though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty we may become rich. That is, Jesus Christ lived poor so that you and I can be rich. Being prosperity is not, is not uh, anything that is far out there. It is something that has been provided for you in the scripture, in the kingdom. If you do not prosper in the kingdom, it is an aberration. It's an aberration. Are you saying that the poor, the Bible says here, about, somebody may say, but the Bible says the poor will always be among you. Yes. The poor will always be among you, we should give to the poor. But it is your the choice of the poor to be poor. The Bible talked of Lazarus. He said, Lazarus desiring to eat the crumb that came, that dropped from the rich man's table. But he still made heaven. But he went to the bosom of Abraham. And the Bible said, Abraham was rich in livestock. So riches or wealth is not going to take you out of the kingdom. Please note that. Don't note, please note that. The love of money is the root of all evil. It is not money. Without money, I can't get across to you today. I can't speak to you today because I'm using an internet. You are also listening to me through the internet. I, we, this service was paid for. The camera that I'm using to speak with you and all the device that we're using, the computer, the lightning and everything was purchased with money. Without money, I cannot get this truth across to you. It may come to you free, but somebody paid for it. So it is very, very important that we have to bear this at the back of our mind. We must be conscious of God's word. Jesus Christ became poor so that you and I can be rich. How did he become poor? He owned the cattle of the 10,000. He said, if I, was, if I was hungry, I would not ask you. He created the heavens and the earth. He flung stars into space. All these were created through him and for him and by him. But yet he came and was born in a manger. He wasn't born in a five-star hotel, in a five-star, in a five-star hospital. Even when they were looking for an inn, he had to go and stay in the place. He was born even among in the manger among animals. I mean, why is the creator of the creator of the heaven and earth had to be born there? He lived in a very, very he lived in a very quiet place. In fact, when they told some people that hey, the Savior has come from Nazareth, you know what the, what they said? They said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? I mean, to let you know how humbly, how humbly the life of Jesus Christ was. Why? But he lived all this life because so that you and I can live in prosperity. We will not beg for brood, food. We will not beg for bread. We will not. They came to him. He said, somebody came to Jesus Christ and said, hey, I want to follow you to your house. He said, look, foxes have holes. Birds of the air, they have nests. He said, but the son of man have nowhere to lay his head. I mean, he did not own any physical property while he was on earth. So that you and I may prosper. So when we are ignorant of this, you realize that we will miss out of God's provision. We miss out of God's provision. They told Jesus Christ, come and pay tax. He looked at his pocket. There was no money there. He had to tell them to go and catch a fish. He lived supernaturally to catch a fish and get sufficient money 
He told Peter, go and catch a fish. You will have enough money to pay for my tax and your tax. He couldn't put his hand there and bring out money immediately. So it is very, very important. We have to know that the maker of the whole earth, the kingdom of the, the, the one who owns everything, he lived this quiet and humble life and a life of being poor compared to where he's coming from. Because I say, oh, but he had Judas Iscariot who was a treasurer. Yes, he had that because people were, ladies were, I mean, people were giving to him. You remember the story of Mary who gave to him and provided for him. How can a, how can a creator, a, a created, be making provision for the creator? To let you know, the level Jesus Christ came so low. Compared to where he's coming from, where from, compared to heaven, he created all these, he owns all things. And yet, he came so low. He did not count it to be equal to be, he did not count it robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of soul of, of, of low repute, taking upon himself the form of a servant. And even went so much down that he died a shameful death. Why? So that you and I can prosper. When we don't live in prosperity or we don't live in abundance or we don't have, God is pained because you, you, you paid the price for it. So why are you, why are you and I not taking advantage of what he has done? So ignorance of God's word. In health, he made provision for health. In house, he made provision for a house for you. For you to live a comfortable life, he made a provision for it. All your needs. He said, and my God shall supply all your needs. The challenge many people have is they are talking, they are mixing needs with want. You may say, I want a car. But is it a need? You need transportation. It will provide you sufficient money to go on transportation. But if it is a need, it will meet it. Some say, oh, I need a plane. Do you actually need a plane? Can you afford to pay for the space planes are packed, the anger? If you cannot, it will provide you sufficient money for your ticket to be able to travel to wherever you want to go. If it is a need, it will meet it. But it is, it says, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. This is how you supply all your wants. Don't mix need with wants. That is why the Bible taught, teaches us to be contented. What contentment, godliness with contentment, that was a great gain. Don't mix it up. God has made, he said, he will supply your need. Feeding, clothing, accommodation, he will supply your needs according to his riches. If such needs are not met, you have the right to go to him and say, Lord, you have provided, you have made provision for this. How come I'm not having it? Lord, make a way. He will tell you what to do. And when he tells you what to do, you act, corresponding action makes result to become inevitable it becomes real so you have to act but if you are ignorant of god's word you will miss it i'm going to stop here so that i can con we'll continue on this i'm going to share five with us number one is ignorance of god's word don't be ignorant of god's word don't be ignorant of god's word please read the scripture read the bible read the promises of god anything that is lacking in your life go and find out the promise in the scripture and take it up and don't be ignorant of it because ignorance is not is not acceptable even in the court of law so ignorance is not acceptable so it is not acceptable before god that you are not living the kind of life he paid the price which is blood for so please don't be ignorant shall we i'm going to round off now if you're there you're not yet born again please 
there's provision for you. Jesus Christ said, we cannot give the food that belongs to children to dogs. If you are not born again, you will only be eating the crumbs. What you are enjoying from God are crumbs. Jesus Christ wants to make you a child. Don't be a dog. Come to the table. There is more. What you think you have is just crumbs. Come to the table and eat and dine with the maker. If you want to give your heart today, it's simple. I want, to, I want you to pray this prayer with me. I mean it from the depth of your heart. Say, pray with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today to accept you as my Lord and Savior. I am very sorry for my sins. And I accept you today as my Savior. I believe in my heart that Christ Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Today, I am saved. Today, I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. If you say that, make that prayer with me. Congratulations. You are washed. You are cleansed. And he that is in Christ is a new creation. You are a new creation. All things are passing with you. All things are becoming new. I want you to take, get a Bible and start reading the scriptures. I want to encourage you to start reading from the Gospel of John. You will see in John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Then you read on and read. Read from chapter to chapter. Don't just read haphazardly. Start reading. Have a relationship with God. That's number one. Then two, find a Bible-believing church. Go to their pastor. Tell them you've just given your heart to Jesus. Tell them Pastor Larry Ajanoku sent you to them. And that you just give me your heart and you want to grow. They will teach you and lead you in the way you want to grow. And if you have questions, please take the liberty to write me on dominionvoiceoutreach at gmail.com. Dominionvoiceoutreach at gmail.com. It's going to be scrolled on the screen. Write me. I will encourage, we will talk. I will connect with you. And I believe the Lord will touch your life and you will grow. Grow and grow and grow. And then we will see each other one day. Maybe at the feet of Jesus. I'm running off now. I want to pray with everyone who have listened to me, listened to this broadcast. Are you there and you are going through a challenge? Are you there and you are going through a turbulence? Listen to me. Find God's word. Don't be ignorant of God's word. Take God's word. Put it ahead of you and then act on it. Don't be ignorant. Ignorance is not an excuse. Let us pray. Father, I pray for everyone that has listened to this broadcast right now and are listening to me right now. I ask that your mighty power will touch everyone in the name of Jesus. I pray everyone and anyone that is going through any oppression of the devil, I rebuke that oppression right now and I command you to be released from every hold of darkness in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that sickness. I command you to be free in Jesus' name. I rebuke that sickness. I command you to be free in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that have been going through disappointing relationship by the Spirit of the Lord. I pray for you today that you locate the right relationship that will lead to the right marriage in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that you are trusting God for a job. I pray today in the name of Jesus that you begin to locate your right job now in the name of Jesus. 
And I pray for you that are trusting God for one miracle or the other. I say, I speak that miracle into your life. I pray, connect now to your miracle in the name of Jesus. You will get that phone call. You will receive that email that will connect you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Till I come your way again this same time next week, 12 noon at your lunch hour or possibly 8 p.m. in Nigeria, whatever time you have watched this program, please always know we walk by faith and not by sight. God bless you. See you next week.